Welcome back to The Greatness Blueprint. I'm your host, Luke Austin, and today we're stepping into a topic that, to me, is immensely powerful, but often overlooked, and that is the power of saying no. In this episode, we'll explore the power of saying no, the impact it has on our lives, relationships, work, and personal growth, and how we can effectively wield this power in different scenarios. Episode six of The Greatness Blueprint starts now. To kick things off today, I want to start by establishing a vision for where we want to go with this conversation. And to do that, I'm going to tell you a story about a child growing up. And so to paint the vision for this story, we're going to talk about a five-year-old boy. And every day, this boy gets up. He eats his breakfast, a breakfast that he did not set out to eat himself, right? It was determined for him what was going to be for breakfast. He grabs his lunch, a lunch that he did not determine, but was chosen by his mom or dad. And he goes to school. At school, he listens to lessons or does things at school that are predetermined, right? We're going to do science today. And so that's what that kid does. And this continues throughout his childhood, right? He continues to do the things that are set forth with him and he doesn't question it. One day he wakes up, he's 10 years old now. And he says, you know what? I don't want waffles for breakfast today. I want something else. And he goes to his parents and he says, you know what? I'd like something else to eat today. And they say, no, waffles are what we're having for breakfast. Please eat your breakfast. So he does. Then he goes to school that day. He says, you know what? I don't want to do science. I want to paint today. I want to be artistic. And the teacher says, today is science day. Please put away the painting stuff. And this continues on throughout his life. He continues to challenge the norms and be shut down with this is how it's done. And this continues on until he's in college. He's sitting in class and he's having a, a really cool moment thinking about space. He walks up to his professor and his professor says, hey, son, what's going on? What can I do for you? And the student says, you know what? I've been thinking a lot and I know it's never been done before, but I want to get us to Mars. And the professor says, that can't happen. No one's ever done it before. People have tried and failed. You should try something else. And this boy listens. He doesn't go to Mars. He doesn't pursue that and instead continues on with society's norms and expectations of him. And that's what we want to cover today, the power of no. Think back to this entire boy's life. At any point in time when he said no, he was challenging the norms, saying, I want to be creative. I want to paint today. I want to go to the Mars. And the more we continue to just say yes to things, the more we miss out on the potential to do more impactful and creative endeavors. Now that we have that foundation in place, we want to understand the importance and power that saying no can have. By saying no, we set boundaries, preserve our well-being, get creative, and enable ourselves to live authentically. Renowned author and negotiation expert William Urey writes, in the power of positive no, and this is the quote, a no uttered from deepest conviction is better and greater than a yes merely uttered to please or what is worse to avoid trouble. This rings so true, doesn't it? In this book, Yuri provides a comprehensive framework for asserting and defending our key interests compassionately and effectively. He suggests that every no has three-part structure, and he calls it the yes, no, yes. It starts with a yes, a positive stance of respect for our own needs and values. The second part is no, drawing the line in the sand and saying there's a clear and non-negotiable no asserting our limits for that given scenario. 
And the final part of this is a yes, which is a constructive engagement where we return to more of a positive mindset, suggesting maybe a mutually beneficial solution, agreement, or somewhere in the middle, middle ground. Now, how could this look in our lives? And let me give you a scenario. You have a close friend and their spouse, and they live nearby. They have two kids, a dog, a house. You love them, right? They're a great family to spend time with, and you enjoy spending time with their kids and their family. But they often go on last-minute trips, maybe date nights. And because you live so close and are such a good friend, you've become their go-to person to help watch their kids, water their plants, and maybe even watch their dog when they go on trips. And while at first this was fun for you, it was a fun thing, a little bit of a, you know, outside of the regular occurrence, now it's been happening more often and it continues to get sprung on you last minute. In this scenario, you really have two paths. One, you continue to say yes every time they ask you to help. And slowly over time, you build up this kind of sense of resentment towards your friends. And maybe you eventually aren't friends with them any longer. Second, you recognize that your boundaries are being breached. And that you need to use the yes, no, yes framework to help define your expectations with your friend. So here's the framework in action. Let's start with the first yes. Yes, you recognize that you have your own needs. You have errands to run. You have things to take care of. And while you've been saying yes to your friend, you first need to say yes to yourself. Second, let's go through the no, right? Here you say with your friend, you outline and say, you know what, I cannot continue to help with these items on such short notice. Draw on the line in the sand. And third is the final yes. And this is where you kind of come back to the positive from the negative and say, you know, I'd love to help, but the amount of time you're giving me and the amount of heads up I'm getting just does not allow me to get the things done I need to within my life. So if you can give me two weeks heads up, I would be more than happy to help out. One of the key insights from Yuri is that saying no doesn't equate to being negative. And really, it's more of a self-affirmation saying, I respect myself, my own values, and my own priorities, and have to take care of myself first. He suggests that while saying no might initially lead to some conflicts, these are the conflicts that allow us to provide ourselves with growth opportunities, innovation, going back to the story about the boy wanting to go to Mars, mutually beneficial solutions, for those situations at hand. The power of no, when wielded effectively, not only allows us to stay true to ourselves, but also paves the way for healthier relationships, effective work-life balances, and just overall well-being. So let's take that framework and apply it to a different part of our lives. And next, we're gonna talk about personal relationships. In our personal relationships, no sets the boundaries. It communicates our needs, preserves our personal space, and in the book, Boundaries, When to Say Yes, How to Say No, to Take Control of Your Life, there's a key quote. It says, setting boundaries inevitably involves taking responsibility for your choices. You are the one who makes them. You are the one who must live with their consequences. This principle reminds us that setting boundaries helps us cultivate healthier and more respectful relationships. The concept that I think outlines this best is peer pressure. And peer pressure is something that starts at a very early age, right? Even my daughter, who is five now, has experienced peer pressure already at school. When she was three, a kid in her class came up to her and said, hey, I found this bead. Stick it up your nose. Stick a bead up your nose. And she did it. She stuck it up her nose. Uh, and we got a call from the principal. We were panicked, right? They said, be calm, but Logan has a bead in her nose. So we rushed over there to school figuring, you know, we're probably gonna have to take her to the doctor and ER or something. Everything turned out okay. We were able to pull it out with some tweezers, but 
nobody is immune to peer pressure, not even a three-year-old. And this is something that I've experienced a lot, especially in a business atmosphere. One thing that's very prevalent in business atmospheres is drinking alcohol, right? You go to these happy hours after work and everybody's drinking alcohol. You spend time with friends and often it's with a beer or some wine or a cocktail in hand. And earlier on in 2023, I was socializing, right? I was spending a lot of time with friends. I was doing things like going out and having a couple drinks with, with my friends. But, you know, I didn't feel like that was something that I internally really wanted to do, but it was because everybody was doing it. And so I felt like, you know what, this is, this is okay. I'm just going to go along with the flow. I reached a point where, you know, I had gone out on a Saturday night. I came home Sunday morning and was just not feeling very good. And I realized I had to make a change, right? I wasn't doing myself any favors. I was missing out on key time to focus on endeavors like this podcast or other side businesses. And, you know, I, I needed to make a change. And this is a key example of peer pressure. It'll always be there. But the more we can surround ourselves with like-minded folks and deploy the yes, no, yes framework, it allows us to stay true to our values and we can work through any of these situations at hand. So using that example, I was able to say, you know what? I'm taking a break from drinking. I'm not drinking any alcohol for a while. I drink my iced tea, drink my ice water. I can still hang out, but I don't have to be drinking alcohol to be in those situations. Now let's pivot to talking about some examples of saying no in the workplace. And at the workplace, saying no really safeguards our time, our energy, our focus, and can ultimately boost our productivity and performance. It prevents us from maybe taking on too much work, suffering burnout, and helps us to prioritize our tasks effectively. William Rory writes, the right no, spoken at the right time, can change the course of history. This no can steer your work life in a direction that aligns better with your career goals and your overall well-being. This is one area that I experience kind of a daily decision point, right? And as a role as a manager, you are the one who is drawing the line in the sand. Specifically to my industry, saying no at the right time is so important. We have clients in which we work with daily, and they're asking and continuing to push the limits of what we can and can't do. And so there are often these decision points, right? Do we say yes and take on some work that might hurt the team, might take them a few hours to get through that are maybe over what they already have on their plate? Is this something that we're saying yes to that's going to be something we have to then support in perpetuity? And so being someone who can say no in those critical moments is so imperative. Another thing that we like to deploy at my company today is the concept of underpromise and overdeliver, right? Let's think about the infers to start. You're someone who's new to a company, you have these projects, the, the client or, or someone else is asking for your deadlines, maybe it's your boss, and you say, yeah, I think I can get it done in four weeks, right? Four weeks come to pass, you overpromised. you said, oh, I'm going to get it done in four weeks, actually you realize that it's going to take you eight weeks, and now you're under-delivering. When instead you can say, yep, this project looks like it's going to be 12 weeks, and you set that expectation, you kind of under-promise, and then you deliver it in eight weeks. The same end result, but the sentiment that you give to the other party is very different. Now, pivoting back to my company and my role as a manager, often we have these two choices. And one is to say yes in the moment, right? And it's easier to say yes. You avoid confrontation with your client. It's almost the easy way out. But someone has to pay the price. It's not usually you as the manager. It's right. It's the person who's actually doing that task. 
And so that pushes the burden to your team. Instead of you standing strong, facing that conflict head on, you push that conflict down to your group. The second scenario is you say no in the moment. You say, you know what, client, this is something we simply do not support. Or this is something that you as the client will need to complete on your end. Don't delay the pain. Push it downstream. Instead, face it head on. Outline why your stance is so important and stick to your guns. Right? Think yes, no, yes. Yes, I need to take care of my team first. No, we will not do this non-standard work request client. And the final yes is here is an alternative that you can go work through on your side. That's the yes, no, yes framework in this scenario. Now let's walk through an example of this with a yes, no, yes framework again. Your client has just come to you and asks you to perform a special project that would require increased time and effort from your team, not just during the project, but ongoing in perpetuity. The work being asked for is non-standard in nature and not part of what your core company offers. They have outlined that this is an important task that they no longer want to own on their end. So you deploy the yes, no, yes framework. First, yes. You recognize that your team, your people, are your number one priority. You want to say yes to supporting their well-being, their balance, and their ability to flourish in their roles by allowing them to do standard work that is expected versus the non-standard work that this client requested. Second, the no. You outline that you cannot support that work. And the final yes, you outline that while you cannot take this work in-house, which would shift that risk point in-house to your team for this non-standard nature of work, you can help the client analyze their process, their current practice, and still look for ways to refine the overall process. Yes, no, yes. With this process, you're able to protect your team and respect the client and still advise them on how to improve. One more example on saying no or setting boundaries in a work atmosphere. As I outlined earlier, oftentimes we say yes because we are afraid of confrontation. It makes us feel good in the moment to say yes and delays the pain that will be felt. I mentioned the concept of overpromise versus underdeliver versus underpromise and overdeliver. To outline this scenario, I want to talk through an example of me in a work setting. Recently, we had a client come to us and ask for a change to be made in the system. Typically, this type of project would take a month's worth of work, but knowing the capacity of my team, I know that it's likely going to take us four to six weeks. And instead of saying four to six weeks, I instead outlined this is going to take us 12 weeks to complete. That gives us plenty of buffer, sets proper expectations with the client, really under-promising with the hopes that we then over-deliver on the back end. And this is why it's so important to stay in tune with what you can say yes to and what you have to say no to. Next, we're going to pivot to saying no as a parent. As parents, saying no is integral into guiding our children's growth. It's about setting limits that ensure safety and well-being, teaching rules, responsibility, and respect. And as authors Dr. Cloud and Townsend point out, boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. And teaching our children this at an early age can have profound impacts on their understanding of personal boundaries and respect for others. This is a delicate balance, right? We don't want to end up like the first person, the boy in the story at the beginning of this podcast that he's been said no to his entire life, and therefore it squashes his creative thinking. But we do want to guide our children in a way that makes them successful while still allowing some creativity within those guidelines. Now, to outline this concept as a parent, many of you out there know that when you go to a grocery store and you're going through the checkout aisle with your kid, there's candy lining the walls. Their eyes light up, whether it's a golden chocolate coin 
or one of those chocolate eggs with a toy inside, you know that it's very likely that your kid is going to ask for that candy. And more often than not, you're going to say no. We have candy at home. We're not having candy today. Whatever the answer is for you in your situation, more often than not, you're going to say no. And that's important, right? Teaching your kid that because they say or ask for something, it doesn't mean they're going to get it. It's an imperative lesson. That's a perfect time to say no. Now, on the flip side, let's say that there's a different scenario. You've had your kid going to a variety of different sporting events and activities, and it comes to the point where they're maybe a little bit older and need to kind of decide where they go. There's two ways you can tackle this situation. One, you can say, kid, you're going to do soccer. You're going to be a soccer player and put them into that box. Second, you can give them exposure to all of those activities, allow them to make a decision that they make, right? Maybe they want to be soccer. Maybe they want to do dance. Maybe they want to play band. But giving them that ability to make that decision for themselves goes a long way, right? That kid is going to grow up saying, I made this decision for myself. Maybe it was the right or the wrong decision. But unless they're able to do that, you're not able to then help them recover and learn through that situation. Let's use the yes, no, yes framework for both of these scenarios. First, we'll start with the candy in the checkout aisle. Yes, I understand you really love candy. You love chocolate eggs. But no, we're not going to have one today. It's going to give you a tummy ache. We have dinner coming up and we're not going to have an egg today. That allows you to outline exactly why they're not going to have that candy today and draws the line in the sand. Second scenario, your kid's deciding on whether they want to go into a different sport. You use the yes, no, yes framework. Yes, I understand that as a parent, I want my kid to play soccer. But no, I also realize that I can't be making the decision on their behalf. So instead, I'm going to make a middle ground, say, here are the different options you have. I support you no matter what. And then let your child make that final yes decision. Saying no can be challenging, whether you're a parent, whether you're in the workplace, whether it's in your personal relationships. And that fear of disappointment or upsetting others can be deep for many of us. But remember, your time, your energy, your personal boundaries are valuable. A positive no has three components. It begins with the yes, moves to no, and ends with the yes. That allows us to start affirming our value, transition to a rejection, and then conclude by suggesting a middle ground, positive alternative, or a solution. This structure allows us to assert our boundaries while maintaining respect and understanding all parties in this scenario. So today we delved into the power of saying no, examined its impact on the various aspects of our lives, from our relationships to our careers, and even in parenting. We looked at wisdom from William Urey's The Power of Positive No and Drs. Cloud and Townsend's Boundaries, understanding that saying no can be a proactive, empowering, and necessary decision for well-being and personal growth. Now is the call to action, right? I don't expect you all to go out in the world and just say no, 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 no in every scenario, right? We don't want to turn all of this into a negative situation, but we do want to deploy the yes, no, yes framework, right? Yes, I can take care of myself and need to do so first. No, I cannot do what you requested, but here's some middle ground that we can work on together. So identify a situation in your life where maybe you've been saying yes, but it's given you some resentment towards that situation and say no this time. Use the yes, no, yes framework to your benefit. Thanks again for joining me today. Stay on your path, stay inspired, and above all, stay great. We'll see you soon.